We pray and take responsibility for children. We pray that each may eventually be judged by the content of their character rather than the color of their skin. But as we know, despite the land of opportunity we claim to have inherited in this country, opportunity itself is rarely equal across class, color, religion, or simply physical vocation. We Unitarian Universalists have a long history of at least recognizing these discrepancies, and to varying degrees across our past, trying to do something about them. King's letter from a Birmingham jail was a direct reflection of an act of courage performed almost exactly a century before by Unitarian philosopher Henry David Thoreau, who chose jail rather than to submit a poll tax refusing to pay for participating in the democratic process, and at the same time protesting the unjust Mexican-American war, which he could not morally support. That experience in the jail caused him to write the watershed essay on civil disobedience, which would influence the next two centuries worth and more of justice work, being cited by Tolstoy, Gandhi, and King, as a seminal piece in each of their non-violent strategies. Now King, finding himself performing a similar act of civil disobedience, namely assembling without a permit despite following the proper protocols to obtain one, wrote his famous letter on the margins of newspapers, scraps of paper, and even tissues before being allowed to have a legal pad in his cell. This letter, which again formed the, uh, provided the opening words for our service, was written in direct response to an op-ed piece by white clergy condemning King's non-violent tactics of social change as untimely and unwise. King penned the phrase, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, which I would argue is almost certainly the most powerful universalist dictum of the 20th century, perhaps ever. In this letter from the Birmingham jail, King is telling white America that the work of social justice is their job too. And happily, at least in the short term, white America and Unitarian Universalism responded to that call. But all of that, admittedly, it's beginning to be a long time ago. Closer we are now to the 100th anniversary of the marches at Selma than we are to the event. And though there are many here who still remember the days of 1965, the world and we as a people are very different. We as a faith are very different too. Perhaps embodying more than ever King's inescapable network of mutuality, again, he's talking about universalism, in guiding our actions and the ways in which we pursue justice. Now, one of the most consistent and arguably most accurate criticisms of Unitarian Universalism as a faith movement is that while we often talk about injustice, we often rail against inequities, 
We often discuss in intellectual terms the state of our planet and the way we treat our people. We sometimes fall short of doing anything to address these issues. But more than ever before, we are beginning to understand perhaps overused but particularly apt phrase of intersectionality. Have we heard that phrase before? Intersectionality says that all oppressions are related and that there's no way to solve one problem of injustice without addressing them all. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And thankfully, we're beginning to understand that we will not be able to combat climate change without addressing poverty. We will not be able to address health care without acknowledging and confronting sexism. We won't be able to look at immigration justice without calling out racism in all its forms. We won't be able to provide clean water to our ever-expanding population without questioning the methods and effects of imperialism and so on. And taken at face value, the insights of intersectionality between and among oppressive forces might seem admittedly overwhelming. But it is directly from these connections that we might draw hope. So the flip side of this understanding, that the interrelatedness of all problems, is that all of the solutions are interrelated Two, by doing something, anything, to conserve resources, we are helping further economic justice. By advocating for women's health care, we are also working against sexism and racism and poverty. And we contribute to the solution to the world's problems by simply becoming a tutor and mentor to a single child. As Malcolm X once quipped, you're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. And for far too long, well-meaning Unitarian Universalists have talked about the problem, but remained a part of it. And that's what's so exciting about this opportunity we have in partnering with the United Way Kenosha. By engaging our young learners as tutors and mentors, we are finally doing something concrete to finally become part of the solution. Every child who can learn to read has the potential to learn. And every child who has the potential to learn has the potential to teach us all something about the truth. Every questioning mind that can be afforded the information necessary to make an informed decision might help contribute to the literal saving of the world. And every person that can take some time out of one's busy schedule to help someone else can indeed save one's own soul. Yes, of course, we pray for children, but we also feed our petition with our actions, sharing love and learning, support, strength, and simply our precious time with those who need it most. In this, we will not only be understanding King's words, but living into them. May it be so. Blessed be. And amen.